Have you ever thought about sorting the Avengers into Hogwarts houses? Would you rather have a magic wand or superpowers? What Harry Potter character would you love to see in a Marvel movie? Welcome to Belated Binge, the Harry Potter podcast that doesn't take itself or the books too seriously, which happens when you don't read them until you're a grown man. I'm Zach, and I'm that grown man. And those are just a few of the many questions that I discussed with Taylor from Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories and shared on Patreon from her visit. Now, as a holiday treat, I'm adding it to the main feed while I take a break from recording chapter episodes for the holidays. I hope they're treating you well and that you enjoy this bonus conversation. The Belated Binge Podcast. Love it. Hi, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Belated Binge Podcast, where I am being uh, joined, I would say, uh, by Taylor from Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories, the podcast. And if you haven't heard it yet, you should. If you like Marvel, it is the place to get all of your Marvel, um, what do you want to say, the uh, uh, your Marvel... Um, crap i'm thinking of like a uh of like an a date your your not your marvel high your marvel fix that's the word i was looking for <laughs> uh, we're all professionals with this uh and and what i thought we'd do i mean first for starters thank you for coming on to the podcast i hope you enjoyed uh talking harry potter for a little bit oh i loved it thanks for having me of course so i thought we'd do like a little bonus here and do some kind of marvel harry potter crossover stuff uh, and I didn't let you prepare at all for this. So you're getting <laughs> to do this completely off the cuff. Um, but I, just a few short, uh, kind of like questions and things that we can, things that we can ponder, if you will. Are you down? Uh, let's do it. Cool. So first I thought, let's try to take some of the core Harry Potter characters and find their, like their twin or like their doppelganger, or, like their, their corollary, their, uh, is that even a word? Uh, they're equal, if you will, in the Marvel universe. So who do you think Harry Potter actually, I mean, obviously we're going to start with the main character. Like, who do you think he most like resembles in the Marvel series? That is a really good question. Um, there's a part of me that wants to say like on a superficial level, like Tony Stark, because... Ooh, Harry is the leader, so, and, you know, Tony kind of shares those duties with Cap, so I was like, all right, from superficially, that works, um, but at the same time, like, Tony Stark's, like, literally all about the spotlight, and, like, Harry literally, like, runs from it with, like, arms flailing, so, like, that doesn't work all the way, but I don't know, that was my initial gut reaction, I think I need a little more time on that one, so I'm curious to see who you, you say. I, I've got Bruce Banner here. I love it. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it. He didn't want the responsibility. He didn't ask for the power, and he would rather isolate himself than to put other people like in danger because of this power that's been bestowed upon him. Um, so that that's where I went. I mean, he's clearly not nearly as intelligent as Bruce Banner, but. <laughs> I was gonna say and that's my one thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not as intelligent and he's not as like just all out powerful as the Hulk is when he, you know, goes green, but 
that was from a characteristic standpoint that was the best parallel that i could think of what about ron yeah ron weasley i mean if you haven't guessed we're gonna start with the trio (laughs) (laughs) um ron's tough if i had can i pick a, a mantle instead of a um a character specifically you can do whatever you want all right i would say in the mcu specifically right now where we are i would say the falcon because he's always right there with captain america and you know we've seen him come in in winter soldier and he basically follows cap all the way through cap becomes a war criminal right there's falcon he's a war criminal and now that we're coming into the new iteration of cap and sam wilson we're getting a new Falcon as well in that, or the rumor is that we're getting a new Falcon as well. So it kind of leads me to believe that we're going to have a similar relationship between Cap and Falcon. Obviously, in this metaphor, Cap is Harry. So that's kind of what I'm seeing is like a, a parallel there for Ron. I think that's a really good one. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind in the slightest. What but do it's you really have? Good. I had Bucky. Oh, that's a good one. So he's like, he's loyal and he's a badass. Ron doesn't yeah. get enough credit for his badassery in the series. He actually sure. has a lot of badass moments, particularly in the books, whereas the movies turn him into comic relief and give every good thing that he does to Hermione, except for one faking of getting, of parcel tongue and whatever. Um, <laughs> but he's also capable of like going dark and being influenced you know, from like an outside you know outside party if you will and i think ron shows that he has some of that in him too i love that i actually prefer yours over mine again wow am i supposed to be the expert here because like it is not shaking out this way for me to be fair i was the one that proposed these so i was actually allowed to prep that is true maybe with the benefit of time i would have good answers like yours (laughs) (laughs) What about Hermione? Okay, this one's much easier because, in my opinion, That's you just That's bonkers pick... to me. Please, really? Please proceed. Yes, go. Okay, well, I think Hermione's defining trait is how brilliant she is, right? So I think you can go with this in two ways because you can just go sheer brilliance, in which case it would be a Mr. Fantastic. I think a T'Challa would work as well. They're some of the brightest minds in the universe. Peter Parker is up there too. So take your pick, smart person. I think that works for Hermione. I think if you're going to go a little bit, um, when we're talking about like her plans going awry, I think then you can Mm -hmm. almost go like a Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, because if you think brilliant, but also created Ultron and dropped, you know, a gigantic city almost on the entire planet. So like, there's that like, doesn't quite think things through because they think they're smarter than everyone else. So I kind of have like two different versions of Hermione, but that one I thought was much easier. I think you thought it was much easier because you didn't stick to one character. That is also true. I may or may not have named five, but like they all this have similar was, traits in that way. This was the hardest one for me. And that was because I was trying to like stick one, like okay. one parallel. <laughs> and I'm not calling you out on that, but that's why it was so hard. Yeah. Because she does like, if you let yourself do like more, more from time. Uh, you're not a Power Rangers <laughs> podcast, but come on. Um, but, like, if you let them meld together, you can create a perfect Hermione out of, like, multiple characters in the MCU. Yeah. It, you can 
literally just put her together. Yeah, in a weird but she's also a very multifaceted character too, and she she, she evolves is. way more I think than the boys do, um, just in like her personality and and all of it. Um, I think so. She from book one to book seven has like some of the biggest character growth in my opinion. Yeah. So, and hear me out because, like I said, this is the hardest one for me. Okay. I actually went Black Panther here. Okay, well, I went T'Challa, so, you know, there we go. So, the reason, and I say it specifically that way, is because Black Panther was kind of introduced as a bit of a foe more than friend. Mm-hmm. And Hermione was not, like, cool in the first, but she was kind of <laughs> the worst. Still very yeah. intelligent, and there wasn't question about whether she was, like, evil or like a bad person in any way she was just kind of the worst and not on harry and ron's side and she was like kind of sticking it to them a little bit not totally unlike how we get black panther introduced to the uh you know the avengers world um but then once she becomes part of the trio she's like a total badass cares for like the non-magical people and is willing to go against all like rules and tradition to fight for them which i think is absolutely kind of the arc that black panther takes you know defying we don't share our you know uh technologies and all the blah 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 that kind of i I thought there was some parallel there and it was tough it was hard It was tough, but you did really good. That was so good. Man, you. you were like three for three. I am very impressed. How about Dumbledore? Ooh. Mm. I'm trying to think. Who is like... There's, there's definitely someone at the... You go first. Because there's someone on the tip of my tongue that I like am trying to think of who exactly... Like, crystallize in my head who the character is so i guess i thought i thought there was low-hanging fruit here that i didn't want to go to okay um and i'll just say that may or may not come back a little bit later who i think the low-hanging fruit was but he feels kind of visionish to me mm. admittedly i'm not like super knowledgeable about vision as a character i only know about vision through the context of the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. And so like I didn't watch WandaVision. So I don't okay. have the additional like context and background on like anything that they fleshed out in that about him. So it could be completely wrong or about it because it's really not a him. <laughs> uh, but it's the way that I think it is. It feels to sort of like just kind of like inherently know shit and like kind of be able to, I don't want to say like, see the future but kind of like predict or like you know how outcomes and dynamics are going to like play out and kind of like fuck everything up or not kind of thing Mm -hmm. like he seems to have that sort of um thing and and have ultimately have good intentions but also is capable of like keeping that information to itself and like you know making difficult decisions for the greater good if you will and so I I felt there was something there that wasn't as obvious so I went with it I like it I like it and for the record 
vision in WandaVision is not the vision. This is going to get real meta here for a second, but he's not the vision in the rest of the movies. He's not even hmm. real. So you didn't really hmm. miss a ton character arc wise. Great. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's still that version of di- vision that you're referencing is still dead as a door now. So we're good there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think my character, and I'm actually proud of this one. Normally I'm like, oh man, his are so much better. This one I feel like can match yours. For a lot of the reasons you said, but I'm picking the ancient one from Doctor Strange um, because, to your point, like has a lot of that vision of what will happen and like being able to kind of peek into the future. Also, just has a lot of knowledge in general. I think obviously we see that in Doctor Strange, but even more so, we see it in Endgame when she meets with Bruce and the Hulk and she's explaining to him the idea of the multiverse like she really is kind of the first person to really truly explain that and give us an understanding of it um so just that that understanding I think makes her like a very wise character in the same way that um Dumbledore is but interestingly as well she's also a little corrupted like she draws her power from the dark dimension which is like a big no-no and against the rules but like Dumbledore also, like, skirts that kind of gray area between, like, light and dark magic. So I was like, oh, that's, like, another good parallel. So for a lot of the reasons that you picked Vision, I picked the Ancient One. I like it. I like it. Um, Voldemort. Ooh. Um, I'm... Felt like there had to be a villain of some sort. Yes. I'm tied between two. Um, and I'm gonna pick one, and I'm going to go with, oh, wait, actually, hmm, the two villains I'm thinking about actually think that they're right, but, like, not in the way that Voldemort thinks he's right. Hmm. Okay, this is a weird one that I did not think I was gonna go with, but here it is. Um, and also one of the most maligned villains in all the MCU Malekith from Thor the Dark World um because I think there's this sense of like you know they're dark elves he thinks the dark elves are better than the Asgardians and basically the rest of the universe so he wants to like take over and like make it all dark and like steal all the light and I was gonna go with like a Thanos or an Ultron which I think are like you know easy but Mm -hmm. neither one of them does what they do because they're specifically going after a group of people, right? Like, they just think all of humanity has to die because they're the worst. That's Ultron. Does he have a point? Sometimes. Thanos, you know, he was, like, very specific. I'm not choosing one set of people. I'm just picking 50% at random. That was his whole thing. Whereas, like, Malekith is like, we are superior to you, and therefore that's kind of his motivation. So I have to go with him. I think you're absolutely right. I went with one of those a little bit more obvious. Um, I went Ultron. Yeah. Simply because there's like, he's at least trying to say that he's doing it for like the quote unquote like betterment of the, but ultimately like really just wants death and destruction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. You hear producer Jack in the background. I do. Thanks for making, a, <laughs> thanks for making an appearance, bud. Um. Okay. So. Now, I think we go the other way, right? We just did Harry Potter characters into Marvel. So let's do the obvious thing that's probably been done a hundred times on the internet, but we're going to do it here for the first time for the two of us together, at the very least. (laughs) Let's sort some Marvel characters into their Hogwarts houses. Yes. 
Um, I'm excited about this. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be fun. Okay. So I'm going to start. And I am I'm actually discern- I'm making a distinction between two things here. But I want to start with Steve Rogers. You said distinction, so I'm assuming you mean just Steven. Okay. I do. All right. <clears throat> I think I would still give him Gryffindor. I know the mantle would probably also fall similarly. But I think one of the reasons I do that, going all the way back to the first Avenger, Steve, as scrawny Steve, still takes on the bullies, still stands up for sure. what he thinks is right, tries to enlist in the army how many times despite his 17 medical ailments because he thinks it's the right thing to do. And even though he knows he's probably going to die, he does it anyway. So I would still give him, you know, brave valor Gryffindor, 100%. I mean, you may have kind of convinced me. Let's just, we can pick, uh, Captain America's Gryffindor. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right, like we don't even really have to talk about that. But I actually, I actually gave Steve Rogers Slytherin. Ooh. And here's why. Because I think that it was very, like, cunning of him. And also a little bit, while well-intentioned, it was very self-serving and whatever to, like, become Captain America and, like, go through the, like transformation or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. volunteer for the experiment that felt more Slytherin-y to me than just like straight up Gryffindor energy and so I thought I think there's a lot of Gryffindor in there and it was Gryffindor intention but I don't think that all Slytherins are like I don't think Slytherin is supposed to be I don't think the traits of Slytherin is supposed to inherently be evil even though yeah. that's what the representation on the pages of the book show us, I think that I think that there are very, very strong similarities between Gryffindor and Slytherin in terms of like bravery and you know skill and like um, that sort of thing. But it's kind of like Slytherin will take that like little extra, almost almost sidestep the straight and narrow to get to the same end which is interesting you said that because now that i'm thinking about it further i still say gryffindor but a point to wrong. your <laughs> <laughs> no but a point to what you were saying is you know going further down kind of steve's <laughs> progression as we get into civil war he does choose to rather than you know adhere to the government's mandate he makes the conscious decision to go on the run and kind of freelance for himself with his little team so like there is that kind of sense of like not necessarily following the beaten path or like kind of you know Mm -hmm. finding your own way to do things which i think does kind of fit more in a slytherin so i can see it it's maybe we call it gryffindor with slytherin leanings yeah a little bit yeah um i like it okay what about bruce banner um i think bruce is a ravenclaw i agree i think he's the most ravenclaw of all ravenclaws i thought that was the easiest one to pinpoint uh for me which probably which is probably why i thought you would disagree um (laughs) because this is and i want to 
okay, maybe let maybe we go do what I was just thinking at the end. Uh, Tony okay. Snark. Tony Stark, not Snark. Well, I mean, was it wrong? What? Was your was was saying Tony Snark wrong? I don't oh. think so. Um, no. No. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's big slither in energy in my opinion. Um, I'm with you. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy is ambitious as all get out. He has daddy yep. issues. He, you know, um, will do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. He most, uh, most flamboyantly <laughs> exhibits the Slytherin traits within the uh, MCU. How about Thor? Oh, yeah. <sighs> Thor's a Hufflepuff. Absolutely. That's really interesting because I started with him as Hufflepuff and changed it to Gryffindor. It's also interesting because you almost have to, like, ask yourself, like, what era of Thor you're talking about because, like, Thor from Thor and Thor from Thor the Dark World and even, like, the Avengers movies in there, very much a Gryffindor. He's brave. He's blah, blah, blah. Like, the Prince of Asgard. Like, crown Mm -hmm. prince. Whatever. Yes. Totally. I, having just seen Love and Thunder, was taking, like, the Taika era, which is very much Hufflepuff energy and, like, that's where I... So it's a, it definitely depends on, like, what version of Thor you're looking at. Gotcha. And admittedly, I haven't seen past Ragnarok for Thor. Imagine Ragnarok on steroids, and that was Love and Thunder. So, Got it. Okay. Yeah. More, more awkward humor. Uh, Absurdity. Lots of yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. I got it. Very colorful. Very oh, yes. Colorful. Yes. Thor is has a and this is you can take this outside of the marvel universe any any which way you want to go has thor as a movie franchise had like the most seemingly random string of just like mood and tone and color of movie (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to bring it up in the chapter, but he wasn't in the Polyjuice chapter. But Lockhart, the actor who plays him, is the director of the first Thor movie. Ah. So, um, and his vision for it. Him. Everybody saw <laughs> him. Everybody heard him. Um, his vision for, like, Thor was, like, very, like, tragedy, opera, like, those type yeah. of things. So that's why you get that tone in the first one. The second one, I don't remember who the director was. It was just bad. But, like... Dark. Dark. Yeah. Dark, dark. Yeah. Like, you can't see most of the things, and also just, like, a lot. And they killed his mom, which was, like, a lot. So, like, I don't know. That was a third or second director. Then you bring in Taika for three and four, which, like, those two at least are tonally similar, but, like, miles away <laughs> so from different. what Brenna was doing in Thor. So it's, like, yeah, they've had a lot of director turnover. It's kind of insane. It's... And I didn't know if that's, like canonically accurate to them like comics or if it was just like no we just didn't think that the darkness went all that great and we think that um it should be funny here's a question (laughs) 
I know, I know. I don't read a lot of Thor comics. I do know he has comical elements. I don't know if it goes quite as far as Taika takes it, but yeah, I don't know. Those movies are something else. Okay, okay. Uh, Black Widow. Ooh, she's a Slytherin. She's definitely a Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. Ravenclaw. With leanings of Gryffindor. Interesting. I went Hufflepuff here. And I think this was about the time that I switched Thor. was when I decided that Black Panther was a Hufflepuff. I was like, okay, so that makes Thor Gryffindor. Um, Yeah, I definitely don't see them in the same house. (laughs) That's for sure. No. I think it's leaning more into the, I'm going to do this thing because it's the right thing to do. And we should be way more open than what we have been aspect of Black Panther that, like, I got yeah. Hufflepuff from. And that's super fair. I think, honestly, my version of him in my head is a little actually more from the comics than it is the films. Um, mm. Not because I don't adore Chadwick Boseman because he was amazing, but... Like, in the films, I feel like they really downplay his intelligence. Like, it's all Shuri, right? Like, she creates the suits and does all the tech. And, like, that's her role. Yeah. But, like, in the comics, T'Challa is canonically one of the most intelligent people in the comics. Up there with Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Peter Parker, all those people I listed for Hermione. Like, they are, like, the brilliant people, right? And so, gotcha. like, for me, like, that's why I immediately was, like, Ravenclaw. Because his version in the comics is just so wildly intelligent. Which makes a lot more sense because, yeah, in the movies and just as a casual movie viewer, I got he's the uh, I don't want to say mascot because that's not what I mean. But like he's, you know, the action Jackson, you know, badass putting on the suit that all the smart people make do the things that it does. And he's just, you know, the the soldier or the like the fighter. You know, or something where, like, I, I guess I didn't pick up, obviously not an idiot, you know, intelligent human being, but I didn't pick up on, like, really the brains behind the operation level. Yeah, and that's one of my, like, I love the Black Panther movie, but that's, like, one of my biggest qualms is that they, like, really underplayed that. And, like, hmm. you know, had Chadwick not died, like, maybe that's something they would have elaborated on in later movies. I don't know. But, like... Yeah. That was something where I was like, no, like, this character is known for being, like, so intelligent. And in this movie where you're trying to really uplift, like, you know, that was a lot of the movie was about uplifting black people. Make him as intelligent as his comic counterpart. Like, that to me is an easy, you know, one-two to, like, really take that to even the next level. Obviously, you have a sister who's mind-bogglingly intelligent, but so is he. So that was kind of my one thing. I was like, oh, man, like, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I guess because I walked out of there thinking, like, they were more of a duo. Where, like, she was very much the Hermione where he is, like, the Harry, just point me in a direction and I'm going to go Expelliarmus the shit out of somebody. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, Nick Fury. Um, Oh, this is easy. Slytherin. I'm I'm with you. Uh, Hawkeye. Hufflepuff. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Wanda. Ooh. <laughs> She's so... Have you seen MOM? Nope. 
Okay, so then let me <laughs> let me ask. <laughs> what was the last movie you saw Wanda in? Um, would it have been I guess the last thing that I saw, so probably Endgame. Are you opposed to spoilers? Nope. Okay. So, um, just a little tidbit. In Multiverse of Madness, she kind of loses her mind and, like, kills a bunch of people. Um, so she goes real, real dark. Um, so I would have said prior to when she had to kill the love of her life, you know, maybe, like, a. I could see her as a Hufflepuff, you know, really trying to work off what she had done with Ultron, make things right, do the right thing when she was working with the Avengers. Civil War happens, obviously things go to shit for her. But then later on, I know not all Slytherins are evil, but, like, she's a total Slytherin. Like, she literally attacks children. She gets in people's heads. Like, she will do whatever it takes to accomplish her goal. So she's another one that, like, you gotta depend on the era, because that character arc is hard. Yeah, and I, I pegged her for Slytherin, too, but it was somewhat, like, it was somewhat what I saw in movies, because I think there are some, like, she'll go, she'll go there. Mm-hmm. You know, where some, like, people won't go, uh, like, where a cap wouldn't go, kind oh, yeah. of thing. But also, I, I didn't, I haven't seen the movie yet, um, I haven't seen WandaVision, but I have at least picked up in just like pop culture that she goes very much like dark at some point you in yeah. in it and I'm like okay so she can be very good but can also go very bad yes which feels yeah. very slithering to me that is super fair <laughs> uh what about vision vision is tough i would give him a ravenclaw because He's obviously very intelligent, but I also think, like, I wouldn't call him... It's almost like process of elimination. He's, like, not particularly brave, in my opinion. Um, mm. At least the way he's depicted in the movies. I don't consider him particularly dark. Like, he's Ultron's mm-hmm. flip side, so no Slytherin. And I don't... I don't know. He just doesn't seem like a Hufflepuff to me. That's not the energy mm. I'm getting from him. I did. I had, I had him pegged for Hufflepuff, um just based off of just kind of like I think I based that mostly off of um his interactions with Wanda in maybe it was Civil War where he kind of had to he was kind of trying to like reel her in and is kind of just like always just kind of like looking out for the group a little bit uh was the where I was going with that one uh okay last one uh Doctor Strange oh my god he's a Slytherin yeah yeah, yeah, he is. He and Tony Stark uh, are the same person. So, like, if one's a Slytherin, the other is a Slytherin. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this is what I almost, like, broke into earlier, but I think that the MCU is very much a... could very much be, like, interpreted as, like, this is... this is your poster child for Slytherin's not the evil house... Like, there are, you can be a hero and not be a Gryffindor, like, just straight up brave, straight and narrow. But, like, this was very much, like, a bunch of kind of self-serving, enhanced people coming together to, like, save freaking humanity, whether they would have done so on their own or not. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting exercise how many times I was getting Slytherin out of this and how few times I actually said Gryffindor. Yeah, it's true. I know in our show we talk a lot about how, like, there are moments for characters where they could go one way or the other. And that's, yeah. like, exactly what you were saying. Like, you could be the evil Slytherin or you could be the Slytherin who has all those characteristics but chooses to do the right thing. And so yeah. many of those characters, like, have that moment and choose to do right, which is a good, you know, to your point, example that not all Slytherins choose the wrong path. Right, and you, and it's very easy. We could have easily just went, oh, the MCU, the Avengers, they're the good guys. They save the day. It's They're yeah. all Gryffindors. Yay! But it's so not the case. No. They're no. very, very nuanced characters. I mean, you could throw a couple, like a Falcon's a Gryffindor, or like, you know, like there's, there's more that you could throw in here, but like, let's be real. I only have so many of these characters in my head, so the list could only be so long. <laughs> you would come up with a much more robust list than I would have. Um... <laughs> But it's interesting. Uh, okay, so another exercise. If you could do a crossover and put one character, just one, from each series to replace a character in its like home series, what would you like to see? And if that didn't make any sense, I can give you the first like first thing I thought of as like a fodder. Give me your ex- I think I'm following, but I'd love to hear your example. Okay, so this is where I said there was some low-hanging fruit earlier. Mm-hmm. I want to take Dumbledore into the MCU and replace Nick Fury. Okay. I, I think things see... would not go as well. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I think Dumbledore would not. Because even though Nick Fury, like, operates on his own, he does pick, like, two people he communicates to. And, yes, that's, like, Prof. McGee, like, whatever for Dumbledore. But, like, mm-hmm. I still think you need a little bit more when you're, like, running a spy organization. So, I don't know. I feel like Nick Fury has to stay put. But it's a good parallel. Like, it's, like, a fun, like, thought, yeah. you know, bubble. That's, yeah, that's, and that's why I thought earlier it was, like, oh, well, Dumbledore's Nick Fury. Like, I, clearly. But I think they, op- they... I think they have similarities in position and in sort of like kind of what they, but I think they are so incredibly different mm-hmm. characters from each other that it's, I think it would be incredibly interesting to take a, a Dumbledore who's, I don't know, like it, he's not like all knowing, but like neither is Nick Fury. Yeah. But it just feels like Dumbledore would be a lot more chess mastery of the avengers and maybe know how to and to his credit maybe know how to pull out the best of them more than just like let them combust internally and get to the answer on their own method that fury goes with i do think though too like fury's little ploy with the blood covered card for colson in the first avengers movie like that's a dumbledore move very, you know, like getting them to so, like yeah. rally around a martyr like that. Like I was like, oh no, that's Dumbledore. When you were saying that, I was like, no, that's a that's a move that they would that's, both get behind. That's absolutely a Dumbledore. But at the same time, I think like a uh, the Loki trickery. I think that Dumbledore would have foreseen that kind of thing, and yeah, I don't know that he would have quote unquote stopped it or whatever but i think he would have been more meticulous in where he placed his little heroes 
yeah. to combat certain things like that. Whereas Fury was just like, no, dude, we just need them and we need them to figure it out because if not, the whole world's going to shit. We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. I have one for you. Okay. I would replace Voldemort with specifically the Scarlet Witch, not necessarily Wanda, but the Scarlet Witch. Because I think they're both, like, Dumbledore, not Dumbledore, sorry, Voldemort is so far gone. Like, he just, like, has been drinking his Mm -hmm. own Kool-Aid for, like, way too long to the point where, like, people aren't even people with him. And I think the latest iteration of Wanda is, like, the same thing. Like, so focused on the end goal that, like, not really, like, even the people who loved her or whatever, like, they mean nothing, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um and I think, too, just, like, level of power-wise, like, she's the most powerful, like, canonically, Kevin Feige has said she is the most powerful person. She could be Captain Marvel. She's it. And other than Dumbledore, like, that's Voldemort, you know? So, it, like, power-wise and also just, like, level of unhinged-wise, like, they kind of mm-hmm. are the two that I'd swap. I like it. I like it. Um, so, I'll go the other way. I would like to see, and I don't know why I was like fascinated with this character. Maybe it's because I don't. Maybe it's because I don't know as much about, it, and so I'm just like, kind of. I would like to see more. I want to take Vision and replace Severus Snape. Ooh, that opens a lot I, of doors. I think that Vision would be capable of doing the double agent type of a thing. I think. Vision would handle Harry very, very differently. And yeah. I think that it could have been just a completely different series without losing what it was as a series. Yeah. You know, I, I think mean? my only thing, I don't see Vision ever being an ardent follower of Voldemort because... He is right. so, like, like he has that intense moral compass. He can lift Mjolnir. Like, that's the only thing where I'm like, would he ever yeah. have been on the dark side to begin with to be the double agent? Yeah, you're right. I don't think he would have. So it completely breaks if you if it has to follow Snape's path. Yeah. Um, I didn't but think if you're taking him just from, through. like, book one on, then I totally love it. Yeah, it's like... I think that he would have had to have been in cahoots with Dumbledore from the jump. Yeah. Right. And go play the role. Yes. It wouldn't have been, he had to have been in it and then try to come out of it by going back in it as a, as like a spy or whatever. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's shit. No, I like it though. It would be fun to think about. It's really bad. Um, (laughs) I don't. I don't even know that I have a backup though, because my other one. I was thinking of like what to do with Wanda. Um, hey, there's a. That's actually. How about Wanda and Snape's place? The character arc almost has to work backwards a little bit, but. Huh. Yeah, or if you think about it, she did go to the dark side with Ultron. She came mm-hmm. back as an Avenger. So then it would almost be like if Snape re-reverted back into a Death Eater. Like Like Harry always thought. Yeah. Like if he killed Dumbledore at the end of the sixth book or something. 
Yeah, like on purpose without Dumbledore's consent. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we don't even know where she's going at this point. Could come back yeah. again. Oh, she's definitely back. Lizzie talks too much. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So that would have probably been a better choice. Um, what do you got going back the other way? Um, ooh. Bringing from Harry Potter series to MCU. I would love, and this is like a very specific scene, but I would love to replace Bruce Banner with Hermione Granger, specifically in Age of Ultron, because Bruce gets steamrolled by Tony into creating Ultron, and then the movie ensues. But, like, Hermione is very steadfast when she wants to be. Like, we know how annoying she was to Harry and Ron in the first movie. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not afraid to break the rules when she thinks it's the right thing to do. But, like, I'd be curious to know, like, would she agree with Tony in the building of Ultron, or would she stay steadfast and say like absolutely not you're being a freaking moron like every viewer of the movie <laughs> you know i would love to know like how that would play out that's a good one that's a good one hermione's the logical choice because she could go into that world with her level of intelligence yeah um i like it i like it okay uh last kind of game um and we're gonna play would you rather okay would you rather give the avengers wands or give Harry Potter characters enhanced abilities. Just and I am for... drawing that correlation, like or like that distinction. Mad having magic and being able to harness it through a wand, I'm not considering an MCU level of enhancement. Gotcha. Question before I answer this. Mm-hmm. If they're getting wands, do they keep their pre-existing enhancements? And conversely, do they keep their wands if they're getting the enhancements from the MCU? No. Okay. I hadn't thought that through, but as of right now, no. They have to, <laughs> you're swapping it. Okay. Or, I yeah. think... Well, it, no. I guess we have to say... Eh. <laughs> let's say they keep it. Let's say they keep it. Okay. Then I would say let's give the MCU wands because just from a logistical standpoint, like, they can do... The people, wizards of the wizarding world can do the majority of the enhancements or give themselves the enhancements of the MCU through their magical abilities, if they're any wizard worth their salt. So I kind of feel like if we wanted to see it, they could do it. But if we give, like I'm imagining like a Steve Rogers with a wand, Steve does not play with that type of shit. So like, I would just love to see it because like, even though he's like this chemically enhanced dude... That's, like, very much not his sandbox, so I think stuff like that would be just very chaotic and fun. Okay. No, I like it, because my first thought was, like, no, let's make it be a trade, but then it's, like, then the question is, do you want to see superpowers in the MCU, or do you want to see magic in Harry Potter? You just are picking your series. Like, that's yeah. fucking stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going... I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you on that. And these these would you rather's I did not prep my own answers to. Uh, I think I'm think I'm with you on that. I would I would like to see what like what like the non Doctor Stranges you know could do yeah. with a little magic on their yeah. side. Like the street, we always call them like the street level heroes. Like what do mm-hmm. the Caps and the Natashas like what would they do with a little bit yeah. of magic? Yeah, and what kind of crazy fucking concoctions could like a 
Bruce Banner or Tony Stark come up with if they could do magic and it wasn't all I mean I think the world would last we're sup- 30 minutes that's it we get 30 <laughs> minutes before they kill us all <laughs> yeah cause it's like we're at least led to believe that what they're doing is science not magic you know what yeah. I mean like it's, it's, a, it's an outlandish far-fetched version but we're supposed to believe that these are very real possible outcomes for a certain level of in uh uh level of intelligence mixed with technology mixed with means to put it mm-hmm. all together uh, resources if yes. you will uh so what would they do with a wand terrifying okay. <laughs> uh would you rather have a wand or an enhanced power Based on my previous answer, I'd rather have the wand because they could give me any one of the enhancements and I don't have to choose a singular one. I wish you hadn't said that. Because <laughs> you're you agree? right. I do. <laughs> and I didn't going into it until you said, made that correlation. Like, I thought, when I did think of this question, I was like, I think I'd probably take a superpower you know, over just, like, being able to do magic. Because I'm going to, in full disclosure, I don't like Harry Potter because ooh magic yeah that's not what draws me to this series it's more the like i don't know the i think it's the theorizing Mm -hmm. of like within it that really draws me to it It doesn't i don't get all like giddy about like ooh a stick (laughs) lights bang you know stuff like what yeah, that's not what I'm into the series for. So I was really thinking, like, no, give me a super badass superpower and not, you know. Uh, but, yeah, with the wand, I could have any of the superpowers. Shit. Okay. <laughs> that's the correct answer. Uh, okay. Based on Marvel's expanding universe, would you rather see Harry Potter do more spin-off TV series or more movies? That's not even a hard question. Movies. The shows really are good. They're good. But when you compare them to a feature film, the cohesiveness isn't there. And now mm. I'm like a big nerd about streaming services so I can get into you with like how a Warner Brothers, like, who works with HBO, like, might produce it versus, like, a Marvel, not to say that they're, di- like, you know, quality-wise they're different, but, like, you know, how they go about that's different. I just mm. think one of the things that we talk a lot about on our show is, like, the shows, they all are, will, like, be really good until one point, or they might start off slow, and then they're really good. Like, our our favorite show of 2021 was Hawkeye. We loved Hawkeye, episodes one through five, and then they tried to throw everything in the kitchen sink in episode six, and we were like, you just ruined this amazing (laughs) show by, like, you know, making episode six, like, hard to follow because there was so much happening. So, like, there's always just this, like, one thing. Like, right now we're in She-Hulk, loved episodes one through three. Four through six were, like, why why were these episodes? Like, they were just, like, did not really progress a lot of storylines. They were fine, but, like, not the greatest, you know, MCU TV ever. Seven was amazing. So, like, they just, like, there's the consistency even within shows has not been great. So I feel like Harry Potter, that storytelling, just needs to stay feature film length. I think that's hilarious because I'm the exact opposite. Everything that I have that I dislike about the movies 
is because they tried to cut things out that were very very important that explained how we like got to certain things and then they made alteration like the choices that they made you have to cut things out for movies you have yeah. to you can't take 7000 pages of book and turn it into seven movies like that doesn't work but the choices that they made in a lot of cases were very terrible with a series you can flesh out characters more you can flesh out arcs more you can lay easter eggs more and they actually pay off and make sense like i think that's the problem with the fantastic beast series that's coming out right now you have a movie franchise that's trying to be written like a novel but then condensed for time and pacing and you don't like the stuff doesn't make sense together it doesn't pay off it's too rushed there's too many characters too much shit thrown into one vat of pile of shit and you don't get anything right so while i think you lose budget and cgi abilities in a in a series you you lose some of the special effects you know uh, between mm-hmm. the two i think you guys have talked about that on there too like the difference in what you get out of a series versus a movie in terms of you know, visual uh, appealingness, which isn't a <laughs> thing. Um, but like I said, I'm not into Harry Potter for the flash bang of the wands. That mm-hmm. could be lacking a little bit. Like just go less is more with that. Yeah. And, you know, just make it kind of like cause and effect, less lights flashing and popping. And for the love of God, don't priority and contatum every single like magic fight that happens stupid uh but you could you can flesh more things out you can give it depth and yeah. then you can in like a, a movie where you have to sell tickets and popcorn i think that's that's i mean that makes a lot of sense i think for marvel it's a little it's interesting because yes we're being built off of the comic books but we already go into it knowing there's a main storyline that that's probably pulling from but kevin's also gonna smash it in with like three or four other plot lines from like other Mm -hmm. completely unrelated comics and kind of give us a mishmash so like we already kind of were like yes the comics are a guide but that's about as like close to them as you can get so like we don't have to compare them then to something directly i mean definitely there are people who do we we don't even read the comics that much so like we definitely don't have to do that so that's not a consideration for us But the other thing that when you were talking like sparked for me was like one of the series that we also really liked growing up um, was the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, which very famously were made into feature films about 10 years ago and are now being remade into a TV show. So it'll be interesting, Mm -hmm. you know, the fans in the first movie was like whatever. The second movie, though, is like one of like, the most universally hated things within the fandom. Um, Because they literally smashed books two through five into one movie. I didn't even bother seeing it, but my sister was like, oh my god, that was, like, one of the worst things ever. So, like, it's rough. But, like, now they're making it a series where hopefully, like, it will be, to your point, more fleshed out. So I think that'll be an interesting little testing ground because we actually have the movie versus show comparison on the same content. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just one to one. Like it's not just because the books were had different things in it. I just I mean like like I think my my point about Fantastic Beast was like you can't flesh out these like complex score story arcs in the movies. They have to be like concise and like 
built for movies and i think harry potter as a series is not like i think it's built i think it's built for depth and for easter eggs and for like payoffs later that you just can't pay off in the movies um and that sort of thing i just maybe i'm a snob uh what's your favorite (laughs) marvel character uh tie between captain america and spider-man harry potter character is it basic to say Harry Potter? You would be surprised at how few people actually do. Loved Harry, but I also, as a woman, admire the heck out of Hermione because that woman's awesome. What's your favorite Marvel movie or show? Mm, Captain America Civil War. Tops for me. It was the one that brought me in. It's always going to be the best. Favorite Harry Potter book? Half-Blood Prince. Favorite Harry Potter movie? Mm. I got a little fire as much as it like pains me I love that movie it's so good thanks for playing along thanks for having me this has been so fun Explainiarmus it's time to disarm your reluctancy and explain how you can support this podcast Belated Binge is a fully independent production I read the books write the script Record the episode, edit the recording, pick and produce the sounds, manage the content schedule, manage social media, promote the podcast, and feed producer Jack. Any costs from equipment to software to website development, marketing, any of that comes out of my pocket. And despite how many times I've been told we look alike, I'm no Harry Potter. No half giant has ever taken me to a bank full of cash and said, hey, you're rich. Having a podcast takes a lot and it's not easy. So your support is literally the only thing that keeps the show going. And there are a few key ways you can support the podcast. First, word of mouth is absolutely huge. If you enjoy the show, please tell every one of your Potterhead friends to give it a shot. Also, many of the pod players now support a rating and review function. Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, Podchaser, just to name a few. And it takes about four seconds to leave a five-star rating on the app. This can be greatly impactful. If you have more than four seconds and the app that you're using supports written reviews, that's even better. Think about how reliant we are on reviews. Whether you're buying something new or deciding what book to read next, we're always looking at ratings and reviews to weigh into our decision. Podcasts are no different, and your positive review could be the difference in someone discovering the show and deciding to give it a chance. Another great way to support the show is engaging in the conversation yourself, whether it be answering the specific questions I pose during the show or on social media. Maybe you just have a theory of your own or you want to leave some feedback. I'd love to hear from you and maybe even share it on the podcast. You can submit your thoughts by leaving a voicemail on the website, belatedbinge.com. Just click the little leave a voicemail icon on the page that you visit. If you don't like the sound of your own voice, You can also respond in written form by using the contact form on the website, leaving comments or DMs on social media. My handle is belatedbinge across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also email belatedbinge at gmail.com. The final and perhaps most impactful form of support is to become a patron on Patreon. I've made a ton of updates to Patreon membership benefits this season and some goals to shoot for as well there are currently six tiers available 
designed to fit any budget level ranging from $1 to $20 with all the bells and whistles. So benefits range from early access to ad-free versions of the show, recognition on the website, bonus episodes, patron shoutouts, show prep notes, insider participation, binge award participation, input on show content and future benefits, a drawing for a physical gift sent from me to you and others. I've also set some growth goals that'll unlock new benefits for existing tiers and maybe even adding some more stuff as we go. The first goal is to get 10 total patrons, at which point I will start a patrons discord server. However you choose to support the show, thank you. I truly appreciate it.